Mr. Farrell, it's an honor. My question is, are we ever going to get sequel to Elf or Night at the Roxbury? I've got great news for you. No. Ho, 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 and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best Christmas movies that Hollywood never made. Think of me as Saint Nick delivering you this very special extra episode, and of course, I'm joined by just the jolliest man I could find, actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Porter. Thank you very much. Call me Mr. Lumpercole over here. Because <laughs> I'm you, sure whatever you've got in stall, it wasn't up to standard. Are you going to be the Grinch of this episode? I think so. I think so. I'm going to bring us back down to look. This is why I didn't get made. <laughs> and good. <Yeah. laughs> yes, we've got a very special episode all about a sequel to a beloved Christmas movie. Oh. This is the story of Elf 2. The Santa Claus and Home Alone are both family films set around Christmas that went on to become popular franchises. Hell, even Die Hard managed to get a series of films. <laughs> so why does one of the beloved Christmas classics, Alf, not have any? It seems ripe for a series of films. Well, there was actually a sequel developed for many years, so let's take a look at it now. First question, are you a fan of Elf? Yeah, I think Elf, Elf for our generation, yeah. and men of a certain age. It, it, it is our <laughs> it's family Christmas. Yeah, film, I think it, yeah, I think it, it comes on sort of every year around yeah. that point and stuff like that. It's it's, it's probably not as uh, heartwarming for me as like a Home Alone, uh-huh. but it's it's probably got some more comedic chops to it. Yeah. I think Elf is good. I think um, I think Will Ferrell in that really uh, it made expands. him a movie star. Yeah, obviously. exactly. It really expands open that uh, yeah. awareness of that film. People often, I think, talk about Anchorman making him a movie star, but I think Elf being the, the huge, huge box, box office, office hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of because it was a huge box office hit, wasn't it? It, it was, was a huge. It was my John first Norman's. note says huge box office hit. There, well, if it's in the notes, <laughs> it must be true in Canva. So, from a budget of thirty-three million dollars. It made two hundred twenty-five. So it's not even like two hundred twenty-five is like astronomical money, but the return on that investment is, is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, which to me that screams sequel. Yeah, like if you've if you've made even if even if you lost half that box office in a bad sequel, if you could still make it for thirty million. Yeah, like and sequels don't often lose box office. To yeah. be frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> even that, if they're bad, the Hangover movies continually made more, more money. money. Yeah, that's no, that's no so. It came obviously with that kind of return on investment. Sequel talk was almost immediate, and it from the very jump, Will Farrell was apprehensive about returning to the role. But a script was commissioned to try and change his mind on the film. Okay. So this script that we have here for Elf Two was written by Scott Armstrong and is dated two thousand and five. Okay. So Elf was two thousand and three. Yes, yeah, so two years, years later. later. Yeah. Because uh, does Will Farrell do sequels? Uh, he obviously he Anchorman, actually, eventually did Anchorman too. Yes, he's done after a, long time. a few. Uh, Zoolander two as well. But that feels like more yeah, getting a corpse, yeah. reanimating a corpse of a long dead property to try. It and seems get like it he does occasionally, but yeah. it's pretty rare. It, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. rare. Uh, so yeah, this was written by Scott Armstrong. Um, he had written Road Trip, Old School, and The Hangover Part Two. So he's a comedy writer, okay, yeah. like a job okay, in comedy yeah, writer. Yeah. The original Elf script was actually written by David Birnbaum. But it actually went through uncredited rewrites by Scott Armstrong. So he had oh, rewritten really? uncredited the original Elf as well. Gotcha. Oh, so okay. he, okay, he knew sense. the material. Yeah, so he, knew that, he knows the character. He knows what the, how the character would speak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes this film is referred to as Elf 2 Buddy Saves Christmas. 
But the screenplay title page just says Elf 2. Okay. So I don't know where the buddy saves Christmas. Uh, I think that Other is than... just a testament of like 90s, early 2000s, yeah. all films needing that little tagline. <laughs> yeah. At the end. yeah. And yeah. I, I think that could be the tagline to any elf film. Yeah, yeah. Buddy well, always that's saves true. Christmas. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, and here's something uh, Will Farrell was a- apparently offered $29 million to return. So what? just think about that. The budget of the first one was thirty-three. Oh my god! He was almost offered the budget, the whole budget of the first, of the first film, film to return. To return. So here's the thing: Whoa. this is just a bonus episode. We are going to break down the script. We have a couple of scenes for yep. them, but it's not a full report because this script, honestly, there's not like a whole not a lot to, to it. it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's what we know: is Will Farrell obviously this is this is written to try and get him to return as Butter the Elf. So this is just buttering him up. Yeah, essentially. Like, yeah. He wasn't many, convinced. Do you know how many hot girlfriends <laughs> Buddy's going to have in this one? Well, Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, returning is Jovi, presumably. Yeah, Because Jovi is in the script. Yeah. And, of course, Bob Newhart as Papa Elf, the narrator oh, yeah, of Rose, the films. Yeah. Uh, he would have returned as well. I think we're about to get into the plot of Elf 2, but I think it's worth catching up exactly just how Elf ended because it does kind of mm. immediately lead into Elf 2. Okay. So do you, I have a couple of notes, but do you remember how it ends? Um. Because when I started the reading the script, starts... I, I had to go back and watch Elf and go, oh, no, okay, that does end that way. Okay. The Santa's sleigh breaks. In yeah, Central I'm Park. talking about like the very, very end. It, it does a bit of a wrap up of characters and where they are. Oh, and it does the freeze frame with the text? Does yeah, it do that? Uh, yeah, it does more of like a musical montage. Montage. Okay. So um, I have I have no memory. That's okay. <laughs> I can tell you, it, it actually ends with Buddy uh, writing a book about his life. And that becomes oh, a uh, yes. bestseller. It's bestseller, yeah, uh, that's which right. his dad yep. publishes. Publishes, yeah. Uh, and Buddy also marries Jovi, mm. and they it ends with them having a newborn baby called Susie, and they're showing Susie to Pop Elf, and that's how it ends. They're, yep. they're sitting okay. with Pop Elf in the thing. Yeah. So, with all that in mind, do you want to hear a, a brief summary yeah. about the plot of Elf Two? Yeah, I do, Kevin. <laughs> The film starts with a scene of Buddy at the dentist. He impatiently he sits in the waiting room and he's eyeing off a box of toys. He obviously wants to play with them, but he's trying to be adult. He's taken to the dentist's office and he's given some gas to help with the pain for his dental surgery. And the doctor explains to him that the side effects are normally just happiness. But of course, Buddy being as happy as he is, it's a dangerous mix. And soon Buddy's up and he's bounding around full of beans, causing chaos in the office. It's a bit of a, like a yeah. elaborate comedy scene yeah. where Will Ferrell's Crap going crazy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it ends with him like running out of the small dentist room, but he's still attached by his gas mask and he's yanked backwards in the machine and he collapses. And that's like a bit of a cold open comedy scene Com- that they okay. start with. That's comedy. That's comedy. That's comedy. Okay. And there's plenty of comedy uh, coming up. Okay, good, good. Serve it up. Uh, it's from here that we hear the familiar sound of Papa Elf as he catches us up on what Buddy, his new wife Jovi, and their daughter Susie have been up to. So, ready for another story, are you? Well, let's get you up to speed on Buddy the Elf, or Buddy the Human, whichever way you want to look at it. Acclaimed author, family man, lover of Christmas... Buddy had done well in New York City. Christmas after Christmas, Buddy would always release a new bestseller. Tell us, where are you going to spend Christmas this year, Buddy? Oh, well, we always walk up to the North Pole for Christmas. (laughs) You see, most people never believed that Buddy was really raised as an elf. To the public, Buddy was just an eccentric children's author with an overactive imagination. He kept wearing his elf suit, by the way. 
Nothing else gives more comfort and breathability than the cloth of the family. It didn't hurt his book sales either. His publicist called it, um, positive branding. And New York was already so full of different characters, most people never thought twice about the way Buddy dressed. A buddy kept tinkering with the family bobsled each year. Of course, there were people that knew the truth, that Buddy was actually raised at the North Pole. There was Buddy's wife, Jovi. Are you sure about this? And there was also Buddy's biggest fan in the whole wide world, Susie. She's the one jumping in the sled. She was growing up all right. All right. Let's do it. Buddy was an official card-carrying Papa Elf himself. Ooh, we're okay to go. Ready? On 11. How about on three? Oh, either way. Ready? One, two, three. As hard as Buddy tried, a city apartment is no place for a full-sized bobsled track. He would always put up walls of padding to catch Susie, but it didn't always oh, go according okay. to plan. My fault. That was me. I'm a noodle noggin. New York was their favorite city, but there was one thing Buddy and his family were missing. A backyard. Why? Sorry, Buddy. We had to tear your treehouse down again. And so, Buddy... Jovi and Susie set their sights on a whole new world. The suburbs. Jovi would work at the high school as a music teacher, and Buddy would be a stay-at-home dad that writes from home. Never in a million years did I think I'd ever do this. I wonder what Christmas is like out here. I guess we'll find out, won't we? So there it is. That's the... I think we've set up the basic premise of Elf 2. Yeah. Buddy... It should, it should be called Elf 2 Buddy in the Suburbs. Buddy in the yeah, Suburbs. Yeah, yeah, yes, this, it's taken it out of New York City, and this story is about Buddy trying to adjust to life in the suburbs. Yeah, okay. And by the way, can uh, I just say... The greatest Christmas treat of all is that Will Ferrell voice. How good is that? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, that, that's Ryan Goldshire voicing Buddy the Up Amazing. And uh, Paige Garrodiri uh, does an amazing Zoe D. Schnell well. voice as I well. Know, so good. I love when I can find a voice that I didn't think would be able to match. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. And just like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what Will Ferrell sounds like. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. So thrilled with those. Anyway, we now cut to the family's new suburban life, and Buddy walks Susie to school and he drops her off. And he gives her a special Etch-A-Sketch, which lets them to communicate with each other. It's kind of like text messages, but yeah. it's through an Etch-A-Sketch. Uh, but he's clearly a little bit anxious about separating from her. Uh, so that means it's been like a few years between. Yeah, well, she was Susie's newborn. like a newborn and now yeah. she's like a school age. School yeah. kid. Uh, so she attends school as Buddy. He wanders the streets and he's a little lost. And we actually see a montage set to David Bowie's Space Oddity. Uh, where he feels a little out of place in the suburbs. So I think this shows the budget probably a little bit up. Uh, from yeah, because <laughs> suddenly they're paying, paying the big, big bucks. <laughs> so there's a montage. There's a couple of highlights. He speed walk, uh, a bunch of speed walkers. They kind of push past him as they're going Classic. down the street. Uh, he's walking by himself down a huge six-lane suburban highway. 
uh, he's trying to walk through a drive-through fast food restaurant. Everyone's beeping at him. They're saying, we can't serve you. you got to have a car. Yeah. And he eventually hands it him at a giant shopping mall. And here he comes face to face with a giant candy emporium. And his eyes widened. It's like a paradise for him. And he goes in there and he makes friends with a young employee, like a kind of a burnout kid named Falcon. So Fal- Falcon. Falcon, yeah. And he becomes friends with Falcon. Uh, in school, Susie actually learns about all the different Santas around the world and the different customs that each country has. But Susie, she objects, telling the teacher there's only one Santa. And she also manages to make two new friends that day, uh, two sisters named Jess and Jamie. As Buddy picks Susie up, we briefly meet Jess and Jamie's dad, Phil Spicer. I refer to in the script as Mr. Spicer, and he is a cool dad. Oh, okay. And he's he's pretty amused by Buddy. He's kind of a looks down his nose at him a bit, and he finds him quite amusing. Okay. No casting. No casting. I strongly get the vibe of a um, Phil Hartman. Uh, no, like Will Arnett. Oh yeah, Will Arnett. Yeah, well, yeah. well, Phil Hartman was the original well, yeah, yeah, Will yeah, Arnett, true. pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so yes, Mr. Spicer. That's that's a character that will return. Yeah. We now see Buddy and Susie. Uh, they've made the most of their new backyard, and it's a winter wonderland of fun in there. They have a whole setup, including a full-size ski jump. Uh, and it seems things are going perfectly, finally. Except Susie's beginning to get a little self-conscious around her new friends about her dad. And especially the way that her dad looks compared to someone cool like Mr. Spicer. And by cool, I mean like he's like a corporate guy. He wears yeah. a suit. Okay, okay. Uh, she normally walks to school with her dad, but lately she it's wants like, to walk alone. Yeah, 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 that classic. So Buddy's a bit confused by this, and he wanders to his new favourite place, the Candy Emporium, to try and cheer himself up. Now I'm in aisle seven. Send. Hey, is it not the Elfmeister? What's up, bro? Not much, bro. Check out this t-shirt I totally made. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, let's see, you got a babe here in a bikini, just, just wailing on a dragon with her sword. Bro. Is this not the coolest girl you've ever seen in your life? Oh, that is so pretty. What's her name? Brandy. Hey, there's a girl who works next door named Brandy. Duh, what are the chances of that happening? Uh, Hey, we got some fresh gumdrops in. I put some aside for you. (laughs) Thanks, Falcon. Uh, I'll take nine pounds of those. Right on. (laughs) And let's see, give me 16 pounds of these snowcaps. Um, 37 pounds of these gummy worms here, and ooh, grab me 217 pixie sticks. It's all you, brother. Do these malt balls come in green? Psh, I wish. Hey, Falcon, can I ask you a question? Lay it out. You grew up here, right? Don't rub it in. How old were you when you stopped wanting to hang out with your dad all the time? I don't know, dude, probably like one? Oh. One, huh? Hey, Falcon, have you seen St. Clair anywhere? Uh, hold on, let me check my schedule. Um, uh, nope, not my turn to babysitter. Well, she's driving me crazy. This is the third time she hasn't shown up. I got a room full of Santas and no trainer. Oh, oh, I can train mall Santas. I used to train mall Santas in New York all the time. I'm super good at it. Clip that beard. I want nine and a half inches from the chin. Left dimple is pretty small. Smile harder. Scrub that makeup off. Santa does not wear eyeliner. 
Santa weighs 263 and a half this year. You're gonna need more pillows. Looking good. Nice work. All right, now let's try some role playing. Lenny, you're first. So are you just gonna get onto my. Oh, yep, okay, yep, you are heavier than you look. Merry Christmas! I've been good. I'd like a choo choo train. Now you talk. Uh, okay, um. Oh, a choo choo. Let's see, I could probably build a choo choo for you. Okay, now stop. You're already wrong. Santa doesn't build the toys, Lenny. Ming Ming oversees all factory design and production line construction. Let's take it from the top. And this time, let's try not to sound totally fake. Come on, mall Santas. Let's focus. These kids need us. So there you go. There's Buddy training the uh, mall Santas. This is like comedy premise like yeah. number two. Yeah. And like... uh, you'll be glad to know that plot is immediately dropped. Oh, really? <laughs> it never comes back. So but, it's just like, what's a funny scene? Yeah, yeah and you can, can really imagine him doing the boot camp style boot training. Boot camp, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Full metal jacket. Of style. course, you yeah. gotta love Falcon. Yeah, mate, Falcon. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got the babes that he likes. Yeah, Brandy. yeah, Brandy. That plot also dropped. <laughs> Are you kidding? Brandy never comes back. <laughs> I, in my head, this is what I'm currently thinking. The film is it's about what, what Buddy does to get Brandy and Falcon together. Oh, right. It, it, at the same time, he's trying to deal with like rogues, yeah. like mall Santas. Yeah, and yeah. so you're saying no. that has no... Re- no. Okay. Keep going. Well... As I'll, I'll be interested when the plot starts. Yeah, it doesn't start for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this, Buddy goes, picks up his daughter again, and we see that uh, she actually wants to hang out with her new friends more than him. Uh, during career day at school... Uh, the dads all talk about their jobs. Of course, Mr. Spicer. He tells them all about the oil company that he works for. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he explains about drilling in the South Pole and how he takes it, it takes him two planes just to get there. He even gives all the kids hard hats. He's an absolute smash at Dad's Day, at the, you know, the career day. Buddy's up next, and he reads one of his stories because he's continually writing Christmas New books ones. now. Uh, and he explains that he visits the North Pole but he just walks up there every year with his family. But he tells them about Cole Kringle. He, he's a troublemaker who destroys or tries to destroy Christmas and the lives of the people at the North Pole every single year. His tale does not go over well, and the kids and Mr. Spicer, they all heckle him and make fun of him and laugh at him. And Susie, she kind of slinks down in her seat a bit a bit embarrassed and horrified. Yeah. Uh, interesting that I wouldn't I would have thought the uh, the dad that was a policeman or a fireman would be a lot more fun than the mine executive. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like it's ha- ha- what's the shortest way to make him a dick? dick yeah, make exactly. him an oil executive. But also talking him up as like this cool dad, <laughs> and he goes over a treat. It's, yeah, well, he's meant weird. to be a bit of an antagonist. Yeah, okay. Uh, but he he talks to Jovi now, and he tells uh, her that he doesn't want to embarrass Susie anymore, and he's made a choice. He is going to be normal. Oh. He's not going to be an elf anymore. And of course, we now cut to a montage of Buddy being, being normal. normal. Yeah. In a suit? Well, here are the things he... What, is, what are normal things you think Buddy might do? Okay, I, I think uh, he, he might... Yeah, so he'll get a new... He'll get like a proper grown-up suit. First thing he does yeah. is he hangs up the elf costume. costume yeah. Something to do with driving a car or something? Well, or... The, the first thing he does is actually he goes and shops at Old Navy and the Gap. Gap, yeah, to get new clothes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He also sits on a park bench and he's pretending to read a newspaper. <laughs> uh, he goes to Hooters and he cheers loudly at the football game. And uh, he goes to Starbucks and we see him. He's buying up all of the weird jazz CDs there at the counter of Starbucks. 
So he's got his arms full of like weird jazz CDs. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> so we now cut to normal Buddy, and he's he's dressed in daggy normal clothes. It actually says in in the script he's got a Foot Locker hat. He's got a hill figure sweatshirt. He's got acid watch shorts and he's got penny loafers. And of course, he's talking to his best friend, Falcon. Falcon. So, Brian? Yep, Brian Hobbs. That's my new name. Sounds pretty regular, doesn't it? Brian. Brian. I'll tell you, being normal isn't easy. I don't know how you do it. I just roll with the flow, yo. Check it out. I made this giant gummy worm ball. Ha! <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks, Falcon. Your loss, my lunch. No sweets for this guy. I'm on the wagon. You sure? You look like you want it. Candy, no eating. Me, do not do. Yeah, you alright? Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, can I ask you a question? Bring it. Do you think women are more emotionally complex than men? Honestly, I think most women are stronger than men because like they aren't as afraid to get emotional, you know Men they hold their feelings in and they act all proud, but really deep down. They're afraid suppressing emotions That's what all guys are all about man Note to self Hold feelings in yep fear makes the world go round yo does your dad hold his feelings in? Why don't you shut up, okay, Brian? My dad's busy. He doesn't have time to talk all the time, right? Oh, okay. I I'm sorry. Do you need a tissue? I said shut up. Well, can I ask one more thing? <sighs> Fine. What kind of things do normal dads do out here? I need ideas for some normal stuff. Well... If you want to be a total man-dork, you could always join the Wheaton Country Club. That place is classic. Way full of clones. What do you think we do now? Yeah, well, here we go. Country Club comedy yeah. uh, set piece exactly, number three. Exactly. Um, I do enjoy the ongoing joke. Uh, that Falcon and his dad just have a terrible a relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, he didn't want to hang out with them from one. He's too busy <laughs> to hang out with them, so just cut him some slack, you know. The country clubs. The country club, the, yeah. It's such an American like ism of stuffy old yeah. people playing golf, all this sort of stuff. So far, as a premise, as a sequel to Elf, I don't mind the idea of moving it to the suburbs. And yep. now the original was a fish out of water. He's an elf in a normal world. Now it's kind of reversed it and he's trying to be normal. normal yeah. I, I think I think there's something there. Well, the the situations they've got him in so far is like you can imagine them sort of getting crazier and crazier yeah, and building exactly. them out further and further. So, of course, we cut to a montage. montage yeah. This, oh, this yeah. movie so is like... still montage central. Montage yeah, wow, city. Okay. As, to be fair, the first one is pretty heavy. Yeah, a lot of this montage. Well, yeah. So he's at a fancy country club. He's trying to fit in. Uh, and he bumps into Mr. Spicer down in the country club, of course. who invites Buddy to play cards, thinking you know, he's got a sucker here. But of course, what does it turn out? Buddy's really good at cards. Buddy's really good at cards. And why do you he, think? Because he used to play it. No, because no one can read it. He's oh, okay. Yeah, no one can read his tells. Yeah. Uh, and he starts winning all the games, much to the annoyance of all the other men in the club. Uh, and it's here that he learns about sarcasm because people are like, oh, thanks a lot, Buddy. Like, you know, they're being quite yeah, mean to yeah. him. So he learns about the concept of sarcasm. Is that is that going to be a punchline later on? It is. Yeah. 
I wouldn't have uh, mentioned it so specifically <laughs> otherwise. Very much, very much point that out. Uh, Jovi and Buddy, they make their way to a dinner party now. It's hosted by a neighborhood friends, the Gunthers. And knowing that the spices will also be there, Buddy is keen to show how normal he can be. Jovi is dressed in a reindeer costume and Buddy, he's wearing his old elf costume again. I can't believe you're complaining about this. A Christmas costume party should be your favorite thing in the whole world. I just feel like an idiot in this thing. It itches. How can it itch? You've worn it your whole life. Well, maybe my skin can only touch normal clothes from now on. Honestly, buddy, Call I... Call me Brian. You're not Brian! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. I still like snow. There they are. There, standing in the doorway, was Mrs. Gunther in her, um, sexiest Santa outfit. Ho, ho, ho. One that left Buddy feeling a little disturbed, especially when she winked like that. Buddy. Oh, what is she supposed to be? Trash. (laughs) Inside the party now. How about that? We have a famous writer at our little party. She loves your books. Thanks. It's pretty easy. They're mostly stories from growing up. Isn't he precious? Ooh, yummy. His tastes like an egg. They are eggs. Oh, I'm just kidding. I love eggs. Oh, great job, Barbara. Tell me, Phil, what's the hot toy on your girls' list this year? (laughs) They're always way ahead of the curve. Well, this year we decided to go with gift certificates. Gift certificates? Yep, gift certificates are easier to carry than real presents. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point, Phil. We always travel down to our timeshare in Florida for Christmas, so they're easy to pack. What are you guys buying Susie? We're actually not buying anything. I'm making her a luge. Buddy's teaching me how. Oh, it's a really normal luge, though. What's a luge? A luge is like a one-man bobsled, right? Yep. Now that we have the space for a bobsled track, Buddy's going to put in an extra long one. (laughs) And I'm not building her a new piano. And it's not going to be red and green with red and green keys and the bench is not going to be red and green at all. (laughs) Let me guess, buddy. Sarcasm? Yes! Sarcasm! I am building her a piano. He got it! And there it is. There it is. Badoom-ching! Love it. It's good build-up. Great build-up. I can really picture Will Ferrell doing that long extended chewing scene of the egg. Like making the faces. Oh, I love egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Of course, what do you think this results in him going to a dinner party? Um, He's at a dinner party. So obviously the wife's hitting on him. Yeah, well, uh, I'll tell you what it results in. A montage. (laughs) I I I thought there was a more plot there. No. Uh, No, so they're doing classic dinner party things. So a game of charades. Yep. Uh, But of course, Buddy, he's only guessing Christmas-themed things every single round. 
Uh, he tries to join them in a hot tub at one point, but as he tries to lower into the hot water, he's just screaming in agony and pain because he's so used to the it's cold. cold. That's uh, so he's trying to pretend. Yeah, again, you can picture Will Ferrell. I can yeah, yeah. put it like dipping a toe in yeah. and being oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's fine. Of course, yeah. Phil, who they kept mentioning, is Phil Spicer. Yeah, Mr. Spicer. Mr. Spicer. Uh, all the while, Mr. Spicer, he's making kind of snide comments and people are laughing at the party. Susie, she's now hanging out more and more with her new friends. And she actually doesn't carry her Etch-a-Sketch anymore, which means her dad can't communicate with her. Because when, when you see, you know Etch-a-Sketch? Yeah. You know you can't communicate with Etch-a-Sketch? This is yeah. a magical one. This is a magical one. Magical one, yeah. And so you dial it and it, okay, so yeah, it is yeah. magical. Yeah. Okay. Though I, I don't know why they just didn't give them phones. Phones. I guess I know. they're trying to make it more ma- magical and Christmassy. Uh, so Jovi tells Buddy that his publicist is called to make sure that he's going to do his annual TV appearance this year. Buddy lights up. Maybe going on TV will prove to Susie that he is a cool dad yeah. too. But he's going to try and do it as normal Brian? No, he's going to read his newest Christmas story oh, okay. live on, on TV. During the night, Buddy, he's working hard on his new book. And as Papa Elf is kind of narrating all of this, we actually get a little distraction with Papa Elf because there's a knock at his door. And all of a sudden, something bursts in and they put a burlap sack over Papa Elf. What? Yeah. Now this and is this where is... the plot starts to kick in. Are you... Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now we're saving Christmas. Now we're sa- So Papa Elf has just been kidnapped. Uh, Mid-narration. Okay. okay. So during uh, is he retrospectively narrating? I, I know this life? means this means that he is this narrating is... in real time. Oh, okay, <laughs> I guess that's interesting. That's that's the implication of this is that halfway through the story, during the narration, he gets kidnapped, Kidnap, yeah. and then that affects the plot. Okay, so Buddy actually goes on TV now while Jovi and Susie they're watching from the side of the set. And all the kids from Susie's school they're also watching it in their own homes. It's, you know, there's classic montage of people watching TV. Yeah, Buddy presents his new book. It's called It's a Susie Susie Christmas. Pictures of Susie are all over the front cover. And of course, Susie's horrified by this. The other kids from school, they're all laughing at the the TV. And Susie runs off upset. She tells her dad that Mr. Spicer has actually offered to take her to Florida for Christmas with their family. And she runs off away from her dad. Jovi assures him that Susie will come to the North Pole with them, even if she has to drag her there herself. Buddy walks around sadly through his house, looking a bit forlorn. When suddenly he hears a voice call out. Buddy, over here. It's Leon the Snowman. He's the stop-motion animated snowman from the first elf film. Leon, is that you? It's me, all right. (laughs) Oh, Buddy, it's so good to see you. We now cut to Buddy, Jovi, and Leon. They're sitting in the backyard. After that, I dissolve into a cumulus cloud and use the wind currents to guide me through the sky until I reach your town. Wow, really? Yep. Once I looked down and saw your house, I snowflaked myself down into your yard, rolled myself up, and here I am. That sounds kind of complicated. Hey, when Santa sends you on a mission, you do what it takes. A mission? Are you going to help us with Susie? Listen, we've got an emergency up north. The South Pole elves have really hit us where it hurts this year. Santa has sent for you, buddy. We need your help. Um... I can't do it. Santa needs you now, buddy. My place is here now. My daughter needs me to be normal. I'm no longer an elf. You don't mean that. Buddy, let's hear Leon out. No, I'm not Buddy. My name 
is Brian Hobbs. But there's one thing that Leon hadn't told Buddy or Brian yet. As you know, I had, well, been kidnapped. Buddy was upset to hear this, of course, but to be perfectly honest, I wasn't too crazy about the situation myself. Huh? Oh, oh, sure. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I... Um, well, it, it's time for me to be interrogated. Make things easy on yourself, or it could be a long day for you. Give your magic to me now, or be tortured till you do. Papa Elf? I'm sorry, buddy. What is this? It's an airline ticket. You can't fly to the North Pole, Leon. You have to walk. You're not going to the North Pole, buddy. Where am I going? Switzerland. So this is now, we're about to kick into the third act of the film. Okay. The and this is the only real plot, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um... The we're going some real meta narrating while being interrogated. In, yeah, it's happening at the same time as yeah, it's getting quite meta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Buddy's now off to Switzerland. Okay. Uh, he leaves. I was going to say South Pole, but yeah, well, yeah. That, he's he's going to Switzerland to try and get to the South Pole. Okay. Uh, he leaves a note for Susie saying sorry that she was embarrassed, uh, but he needs to go and save Christmas because, of course, Buddy saves Christmas. Susie and Jovi make their yearly trek up to the North Pole in elf costumes without Buddy. Susie clearly not happy about not being able to go to Florida. Buddy is led to a secret, uh, secret room in Switzerland where he meets Santa. And Santa tells him the truth. He isn't the only Santa. See, there are many Santas all over the world that work together. And he leads Buddy into a room with a big round table full of Santas. This is called the Summit of Santas. And we see every nation's different version of Santa in there. We meet all different versions of St. Nick. And one is actually even called out to be played by Vince Vaughn. Oh, what? Yeah. Weirdly, the Netherlands Santa. It says it says in the brackets, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. They discuss that without Papa Alf, Christmas in America will be lost. They tell Buddy that he must go to the South Pole and get Papa Elf back because, as it turns out, in a stroke of luck, the South Pole Elves are different. They're all around six foot three and they all have curly hair. What? <laughs> so, obviously, it's, it's played as like a dumb joke. It's like, oh, yeah, those elves look exactly, exactly like, like you. you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Buddy, of course, he'll fit right in. So, how are they going to get Buddy up there? They took Santa's sleigh when they took Papa Elf, but Buddy has an idea. We cut to Mr. Spicer in his timeshare down in Florida, and Buddy's pleading for his help. At first, Mr. Spicer is not convinced until Leon the Snowman and several other stop-motion animated Christmas characters all turn up, backing up Buddy's story and freaking Mr. Spicer out. Because, of course, Mr. Spicer, he has these two planes that he takes, remember? Oh, yeah, the yeah, South yeah, Pole. that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's all coming together, It's all Kimbo. coming together now. I, and personally, I don't mind the joke that South uh, <laughs> like South Pole elves all are six foot three with curly yeah, hair. Exactly. Like <laughs> I love a weird joke of convenience. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so Spicer and Buddy, they're flying now. They arrive at the mining station and Buddy sets off to the South Pole from there. All the South Pole elves look scarily similar to Buddy. <laughs> so, so he manages to slip in unnoticed. But uh, he sees the leader of the South Pole, Cole Kringle. And he realizes that, that you know, they're going to stop Christmas at this point. They've got Papa Elf. They've but got yeah, the sleigh. They're gonna stop it. Yeah, they're going to ruin it. Yeah. 
Uh, Buddy is soon busted as an imposter and he's chained up next to Papa Elf in the dungeon. But as they're going to chain him up, uh, Buddy sneezes and he gets some black soot into his eye. And as he stumbles, we get, and this is written in the script, the most preposterously long series of pratfalls ever on film. Ever on film. <laughs> yeah. I love it when they say stuff like that in the script. Because it's clearly they're, they're like they're just handballing the words. They're just like, going, yeah, someone else. Come up with the best, best thing, thing that's ever, ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Remember in Indiana Jones? Where yeah. They had the, the, one of the most near-miss car chases ever put, put on, on film. film. Yeah. yeah, I got big vibes of that. Yeah. Now, of course, <laughs> this series of events is so funny and amazing that once it's all over, all the all the mean South Pole elves are just staring as Buddy starts to laugh. And then Papa Elf starts to laugh. And slowly, all of the South Pole elves, they start to laugh too. Cole Kringle is furious and tells him to stop laughing, but it's too late. Laughter rings out into the night, and somehow this means that Cole Kringle is defeated by the joy of Christmas. What? <laughs> It's not by the joy of Christmas. It's by the joy of it's Pratt by, Falls. It's by the, and I quote, preposterously long series of Pratt Falls. Falls. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone, loves, everyone loves a Pratt Fall. Uh, so Buddy now flies home with Papa Elf in the sleigh, and they arrive at the North Pole to meet Joby, Susie, and the rest of the gang. Susie actually now sees how much everyone loves Buddy at the South Pole, and he saves Christmas, he's he saves the day, and she's, he's quite a hero, and she's proud of her dad. But of course, Papa Elf tells him it's too late. He can't possibly finish all the presents and shrink them down to deliver them in time. Now, it's already Christmas morning, but not to fear. Because as the film ends, it ends with a... Montage. Montage of all the Santas in the world delivering toys to the children of America. They've all pulled together to help <laughs> out. And the film ends with a montage of American children opening bizarre presents from around the world. And the last shot of the movie is a little girl sitting under her Christmas tree trying to play the sitar. <laughs> <laughs> the end. That is the plot of Elf 2, Eden. But what, he saves Christmas. What do you think? Look, it's um, it's got some good comedy bones. Yeah, I, I think of, there's legitimately yeah, something in yeah. this. I think it just falls off a cliff at the end. Yeah, just weird pivot to a different plot at the a end. Different, totally different film. I uh, think like you a, could a, make a, a movie about Buddy moving to the suburbs, trying to become a normal dad for his daughter without the I kidnapping. F- like, I'm feeling, um, I'm feeling like... Let's scale it back to like, and I've been getting the vibes the whole way through, the jingle all the way, sort mm-hmm. of, again, the neighbour that's yeah. like just into his Christmas as him and him feeling threatened yeah. and having to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just becomes a huge different film. And then, and then I think they just ran out of gas in terms of, oh, okay, we've got this bad guy. How do we defeat him? Oh, we do a whole bunch of falls and everyone laughs. And that, and that, that defeats him because there's too much Christmas cheer after that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Character. But I'd like, yeah, all the montages. Maybe tease the montages out to be. Yeah, to be fair, scenes. I've condensed this quite a bit. Yeah, to yeah, get into yeah, a single okay, episode. Yeah, okay. Uh, they're a little bit more spaced out in the film, but um, yeah, I think there's something there. But of course, what happened? Yeah, why, why, why did it never get made? Well, uh, someone that shed a little bit of light on this is actually James Kahn. Star yes, of the original the, Elf, the dad, yeah. weirdly not in this script. Did I was going to say because he's such a huge part of the first one. Yeah, yeah. So Walter Hobbs, mm. who Brian takes his name from, Brian Hobbs in the script, not in the script, but he actually he was asked about Elf Two on um, Cleveland's ninety two point three, the fans Ball and Fox, uh, back in twenty twenty, and this is what he said. Hey, hey James, uh, last thing for me. Uh, one of my all time yeah, favorite sure. movies that you were in, of course, was was uh, was Elf. And it's 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 like one of those movies around the holidays you have to watch. Fantastic movie with Will Ferrell, of course, and yourself. Uh, will there be an, an Elf too? 
Well, there was. We were going to do it, and I thought, oh, my God, I finally got a franchise movie. I could make some money and <laughs> let my kids do what the hell they want to do. And and um, the the director and, and Will didn't get along very well. So oh. Oh. Will, Will wanted to do it, and uh, the guy wouldn't – he didn't want that director, and he had it in his contract. It was one of those things. Oh, wow. So apparently John Favreau, director of the original Elf, and Will Farrell didn't get along during the making of Elf. Really? Yeah. So they had a falling out. Yeah. Apparently it was quite a tense set the whole time. But So he claims that Will Farrell wanted to do it. Do it, yeah. But um, he didn't want John Favreau, but John Favreau had it in his contract. It was one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those like right of refusal, like yeah. you get the option. But interviews with Will Farrell actually paint a different picture, which is that Will never wanted to do a sequel, and he turned down the offer of uh, was it twenty nine million dollars yeah. and this script. Uh, so, Will was actually asked about this as well, uh, and here's what oh, he yeah. said about it: Are there any of your older movies that you think should have had a sequel that didn't get one? You know, you've I... been asked to do Elf a lot, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Please don't do that. See? <laughs> right. It's too good. And but see, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't think either of us are on that side of ever wanting to rush into a sequel yeah. of things that we really care about. You know, I, I think it's, you know, it's obviously if you can figure that out and come up with a story that justifies having an extension of the first one, then great. But yeah, yeah I've been asked and begged and prodded to, to do a sequel of that movie and I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. And he's actually been quoted as saying that he thought it would be an unreasonably uh, an unreasonable rehash of the first film to do, a, do the second. I don't think that's necessarily true, given the script. The script I think it's different enough. The script didn't... That Honestly, that, film, that script didn't feel like a rehash. Yeah, like I don't think so. Like a soft reboot or anything I mean, the like that. basic premise, I guess, is the same. Buddy's a fish out of water because he loves Christmas, but... I think it changed enough. But I, I think what's interesting is they, they changed the family dynamic from father-son yeah. to father-daughter. Yes. And it's he, he's now the dad. Yes. And I think that's a nice Yeah, it's an interesting change. development, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was also asked in another interview in, of course, this is something we pull clips from all the time is, as it turns out, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he asked him about this and this is what Will said. I think it would look slightly pathetic if I tried to squeeze back into an elf tights. It would be Buddy the Middle-Aged Elf. I would have to then promote the film from an honest place, which would have been like, oh, it's not good. I just couldn't turn down that much money. And I thought, can I actually say those words? I don't think I can, so I guess I can't do the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That Christmas cheer, Imagine really. Imagine being Scott yeah. Armstrong being like, oh, come on, man. I tried. It's I like, really come tried. on, man. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Oh, you know, this film's terrible. I just wanted more money. I think there's no bigger critic of this film than Will Farrell. Sounds I think, like it. I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it's not a train wreck. No. Like, we've, we've reported on a lot worse films than oh, this. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, of course, the question we always ask, do you think this would have been any good? I, I think I think if that's like a first draft, it is a, of first a bit draft. of script. I think you could polish that up, change maybe the back end a little bit. Um, doesn't have to be. Glo- Although I do like the idea of all the kids opening presents from around yeah, the that's world. Funny. Like I, that's I love the funny. idea of the summit of Santa. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah, idea. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I of think course, we, we need to see Vince Vaughn in there. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Everyone loves Vince Vaughn specifically. Imagine that though. Imagine if every Santa from around the world is like a comedian. Oh, that would Love be fun. That thing. Yeah, that would be it's quite a good It's kind of scene. like uh, in the Anchorman movies when they have the gang fights. And everyone and rocks all the up. Yeah. Maybe That's the, what the, I was thinking. The yeah. summit of Santa could be that. that. Yeah. 
Hey, if you enjoyed this movie, we've got an extra special Christmas treat for anyone that subscribes to our Patreon. We've actually put together a casting call episode about the casting of Buddy the Elf because there was another huge comedy star that was offered the role of Buddy <gasps> first. And if you want to hear what that might have sounded like, come join us over on Patreon. But if you are curious, here's a small clip. sent you a Christmas gram. Dad? All right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. Uh, you look like you came from the North Pole. <laughs> That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. Well, there you go. I think that, you know That's what? That's enough of it. It's not bad. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode all about ALF 2, and we would love it if you could subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen. That really helps us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star rating, or most importantly of all, tell a friend. Give them this episode as a Christmas gift. Can you think of anything better, Aiden? No. No? I can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's absolutely no way to support us on this show, and there's no way to get any bonus material, and I'll be damned if you can correct me on that, Eden. Well, I, 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 I might stop you there. Oh, okay, go on. Because part of Christmas cheer. We've got okay. a little thing called Patreon. Oh, yes, interesting. Yes. And we don't give anything bonus um, on Patreon. I bloody well think we do. Oh, my God. It's, think of it, you know you know the little little stocking stuffer? Yeah. You know that little bit extra that just makes it a bit fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that our podcast casting call? Correct. Of correct. which we have an elf casting call. Oh, Snap. Yes, we talked about it earlier. We've got our whole casting call all about the movie Elf on there. What did you think of the movie? And did we miss anything? We'd love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelledmovies at gmail.com or at cancelledmovies on all the socials. And maybe there's a cancelled movie project you've always wanted to hear about. Or well, you can always let us know by filling in the form in the episode description uh, and, of course, alerting us to the project's existence. We need to give a huge shout-out to our cast of this one. Huge, yeah. Buddy the Elf was played by Ryan Goldshear. Jovi was Paige Geldiri. Papa Elf was Tim Howard. Falcon was Ben Wagner. Uh, Mr. Spicer and the manager of the store were both Jay Zayda. Leon was Caleb Anderson. Leon the Snowman, that is. Mrs. Gunther and the reporter were both played by Danny Siller. Mr. Gunther was Michael Hahn. Cole Kringle was myself. And of course, the officer cutting down the Christmas tree and Lenny the Santa were Bill Sunderland. Thank you all right. so much for lending your voices to us. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. That's it for the year for us, but we'll be back next year with season four. But until then, obviously, have a merry, merry, cri merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Cambo. Merry Christmas to you, Eden. And merry Christmas to the listener. <laughs> <laughs>